the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area. Your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, money, money. Investing, scams, annuities, um, 401ks, what to do when you're 20, what to do when you're 30, what to do when you're 60. Anything you want to talk about money-oriented, we are allowed to talk about. Tiger Woods apologized today for infidelity and irresponsible acts. There, I'm done. You can get more information at talk910.com, talk910.com. All of his audio is up there. The Onion, their take is up there as well. And who the hell doesn't love The Onion? The Onion pokes fun at news and ways it's fun to poke fun at news. So I personally am, um, it's been overkill on Tiger. I think everything that could be said has been said. And for me, there's nothing fresh to say. I'm not that innovative. I'm not that creative. If you want to call in and cry, that's more than appropriate. If, if it's really upsets you and you want to cry on air, that's that's wonderful. I remember when Magic Johnson announced that he had HIV. That was a weird day in the United States because people were calling in crying. It was one of those weird crossover events where suddenly it wasn't happening to gay, lesbian, and and drug users. It was happening to someone who was heterosexual. And people were calling talk radio that day and crying about Magic Johnson. So if you want to cry about Tiger Woods, you're more than welcome to. He ain't human. He goes into temptation, blah, 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 blah. But uh, 800-345-5639, that's the phone number, 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Now, I think there's two really good questions today. I like to try to pose a question maybe to get one phone call or two phone calls trickling in. I understand that I'm not as genius and lame as Ron Owens, and I'm not going to ask the scintillating most average question of all time that makes you pick up the phone and call. To Tiger Woods clear his image today. I'm not going to be that dude. I'm not going to be that douche. Done with him. I think there's two other stories out there today that are, are intriguing that ask moral questions. And I love moral questions. One day on the show, I'll give you my um, Socrates uh, moral test, where basically it involves five different people, you know, a young couple getting married, and uh, uh, they live in two different cities across a river, and a big hurricane comes and, and separates them. But I'll tell you that, and you have to judge, like, who's the best character, who's the worst character. Because I love moral dilemmas. I think it's interesting, because everyone has different answers. Um, anyway, anyway, I promise I'll get to that probably next week. I think uh, that might be intriguing or fun. Maybe I'll do that with an intern, or maybe I'll drag Heidi's butt into the studio and, and ask her who she thinks, and I'll tell you who I think. Because it also tells you a little bit about your moral compass, so to speak. Anyway, President Barack Obama today said he's going to provide an additional $1.5 billion for homeowners worst hit by the downturn in the U.S. housing values. 
The program, Mr. Obama said, is going. he's going to announce it in Las Vegas. Now, keep in mind, Las Vegas ain't the biggest fan of Barack Obama because he's told, you know, companies to, to cool it with a crazy spending. And he's told people, you know, college savings isn't Vegas. Don't blow your kids' money there. So Vegas is a little pissed off at him. But he's in Vegas today. He's going to talk about states where average home values for homeowners have dropped more than 20% from the, the value of the height. About half a dozen states are on this list, like Nevada, Florida, California, Michigan. So we in California, we might benefit from this. Now, here's the issue. $1.5 billion to, to states to help give assistance to people in eight states. How do you feel about the other 44 states? 44? 52 states? How many states do we have right now? Good God, how come I don't know that? <laughs> we have 100 states in the United States. So, um, Barack Obama, how do you feel if you're a renter? How do you feel if you've been foreclosed on already? I think it's a, I personally, I feel like this country gives you a good opportunity to stand and succeed and to fail on your own. I don't like government assistance, especially in the sense where there was people who were conservative and they said, you know what? I'm going to rent. I'm going to be a nomad. I don't have to put down a house because I think prices are too high. But Barack Obama is going to throw $1.5 billion into bailing out or helping, you know, people who are, are more upside down than, than the average American. So is that in our Constitution? And if it is, what amendment is that where if you buy a home, the government will bail you out? Because I don't think it's in there. I don't think it's in our Bill of Rights. I don't think it's about the pursuit of happiness and, and love and freedom in the American way. I don't, I don't think there's anything in there. I don't think the right to bear arms gives you a bailout if you own a home. And again, I'd be pissed if I'm a renter. I'm an owner, and I don't fall into that upside-down category. I bought a home three years ago, four years ago in North Carolina for a rental. It's gone up 5, 5% per year. I, I did my homework. I shopped it. I, I think I was a smarter investor. I, do I feel bad for the people that are upside-down? I do. But at the same time, I'm not, I'm, I don't feel good about government tax money. Special federal tax money. I understand states. I understand states having to help people in different ways than the federal government does. Um, I think states are different. I think states are unique. Now, again, there's even more arguments, you know, tied towards like states like California, where we have a large immigration issue, and we ask the federal government, "Hey, if you're not going to seal up our borders, you better, you know, <coughs> cough up a little money our way." So there's a big question on that, right? So anyway, with that said, do you feel that we should be continuing to bail out people who have been foreclosed on or who are about to be foreclosed on. Do you, do you think more money should be thrown into this problem? My personal opinion is that you can't fix things with government programs. You can't. Just my personal opinion. Government programs that tend to work for me are, you know, education related. Um, government programs that tend to work for me are transportation oriented. So, but Trying to fund or fix the housing disaster, it just, it's throwing good money after bad, in my opinion. Okay, so that's one moral question for you today. Let's do another moral question. Now, the bleak economy is pushing health insurers to raise rates. So says analysts. Health insurers lately have been more afraid of Wall Street than Washington. Now, what do I mean by this? So we've heard that Blue Cross, WellPoint's Anthem Blue Cross, is going to raise premiums 39% in California. For the record, I use Anthem Blue Cross. So my rates are going up 39%. And I'm angry about that. But at the same time, I understand that they provide a service that I can walk away from. I can. 
I understand that as a company, they are getting hard hit with unemployment, with people who aren't employed, so they, they don't have any insurance. They just totally drop off. I understand that hospitals and doctors are screwing them on some levels. Again, I don't really I don't live in the world of of the boogeyman. I don't live in the world of the conspiracy theory that doctors screw health insurance companies. Like I can tell you that our healthcare costs are out of control. I don't know where the choke point is, but they're out of control. So WellPoint is taking it with medical care costs. They're taking it with people who are dropping off insurance who are healthy and saying, you know, I can't afford this. They're taking it with higher un- unemployment. And what do they do? They're losing money, so they raise their prices 39%. They know that I'm going to cover my family. They know that I can't bail on that. They know that. So in this current political environment, it's kind of like they're going out and playing golf in a thunderstorm, you know? Or a lightning storm is probably the right way of saying that. I guess there's no such thing as a thunderstorm. It's a lightning storm. Then this lightning causes thunder. But anyway, neither here nor there. They're asking to get fried publicly. But here's the question. They're a publicly traded company. The moral question that I have is, are you mad at them for raising their rates 39%? Do you think they should be raising their rates 39%? If you're an investor in that company, you don't want to lose money. You didn't sign up to lose money. You signed up for a company to make you money. You signed up for a company to do the best that they could to, to return investments to you. This isn't communism. This is capitalism. This is a company that has a God-given right to earn money. And people that invest in the company expect that. Otherwise, they're going to pull their money out. And if they pull their money out of the company, the valuation of the company goes down and their ability to borrow money, their ability to expand their business model, their ability to compensate employees – it goes away and maybe WellPoint goes out of business and maybe instead of, you know, five major big insurance companies, healthcare insurance companies in the United States, maybe we go to four and maybe they have more power at that point in time and competition's not there. So the dilemma is, do you think WellPoint should be raising rates 39% right now? Do you think that they have a God-given right to raise rates? Do you think that they, they that we as a society think 39% in one year is too much? Because I know people can't, who can't afford healthcare this year that could last year. I know them. I know families that are going to lose health care because of the rates going up. So I know it's expensive. I know that if you're 60 years old and you don't have health care and you have a heart attack, you go bankrupt. And I, I don't think that was in our Constitution either, you know, that, you know, a sickness can basically put you in poverty. Yep, it can. So I know people didn't sign up for that. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? Anyway. I don't know. Those are two. I think those are two of the better questions that are out there today from today's headlines. Obama bailing out homeowners again in the hardest hit states. One point five billion dollars. My tax money goes to that. I don't I don't feel comfortable bailing out someone in Nevada. Idiots. I don't feel comfortable bailing out anyone who bought in Vegas. It's a freaking freaking desert. There's nothing but land there. The people who buy in, in Vegas are the same fools who buy in Sacramento. There's nothing but land and swamp land around. It, there's plenty of it. You know, the real estate agent will will goofily say they're not making more land. Well, yeah, but there's plenty of it out there. There's plenty of places to develop. And a condo and a swamp? Oh, you are a fool. A condo and a desert? Look to your left, look to your right, look to the north, look to the south. There's plenty of land there. Now, maybe a mansion will hold a little bit more value because it has a little bit more land, a little bit more draw. Anyway, those are the two moral dilemmas of the day. 800 345 5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. If you don't want to call the show, you can go to talk910.com, talk910.com. You can have your moral dilemma question there under the blog, under Rob Black Show. Or you can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Talk 910. 
9, 10 a.m., more stimulating. Talking all things financial. I poise two questions for the audience, but the audience doesn't seem to be intrigued by the questions, although I find them hella intriguing. 800-345-5639. The two questions are, Is should Obama and the federal government be bailing out homeowners? Again, there's a story today that another $1.5 billion is going to go to the hardest hit states, California, Florida, Nevada, and Michigan, to help homeowners. I don't think so. I think people, my personal opinion is uh, they sign paperwork. They should have figured it out. They should have figured, like, I really can't afford this. Now, again, there's unscrupulous real estate agents. There's unscrupulous mortgage agents, mortgage lenders. There's no doubt about that. And there's also dumb people. And I fall into the camp of of people sign paper, and they need to figure out what the hell am I signing. So do you think Obama should be helping homeowners? Because he's not helping renters, and he's not helping me. Lord knows, you know, I signed good paperwork. I, I was a smart guy when it came to money. I want mine. What's in it for me? 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Uh, if you want to you know, debate me on this, that's, that's fun. We can disagree. You can say blah, 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 blah. Now, the other big issue is health insurance companies. They're raising their rates 40% this year to you know, basically make money. They're not in business to lose money. They're not in business for charity. They're not in business to give everyone health care. They're in business to make money providing health care insurance. So should they be raising rates 40%? My rates are going up 40% this year. Ouch. That's a lot more than I, that's more than I'm making in wages this year. You know, wage increases. Anyway, I think you get the idea where I'm trying to go with this. Um, There's a huge business story today. A huge business story. And this is the type of business story that television's not going to cover. Television's a little bit too stupid. Television news. I love television news on so many levels. I work in television news. Today, I can be seen on Channel 4 Cron. But TV's going to miss it. The Federal Reserve is raising interest rates. That it charges on short-term loans to banks. That's big. That's effing huge. For the last three years, we've been in this, we've got to fight the recession to lower rates. We've got to fight the recession to lower rates. We've got to fight the recession to make money cheaper. Let banks get cheap money so that they can give it to me and you. You being the risky investment, me being the conservative investment, let's make it so that banks can win. So the Federal Reserve lowered interest rates. Now, that killed our senior citizens because their their cash in the bank sucks under 1%. So the Fed today starts raising rates on the overnight lending of what they do for other banks, not for the overall interest rates. So on short-term loans to banks, short-term loans to banks, this is huge. This is a big, big story because... Suddenly, the momentum's going the other way. Instead of lowering the cost of money, we're going to raise the cost of money. That's a big story. I'm sorry, but that's a huge story. It hurts commodities. It hurts stocks. It hurts. It boosts the dollar. Remember, Rob Black said uh, the dollar's going higher, the euro's going weaker? I was right on that. Now, my timing was a little bit maybe early, but I was right. 
Because as soon as the Fed starts raising interest rates, suddenly people are going to say, you know what? I can get a better rate in the United States, and I know that I can, I'm pretty safe with them. So they feel comfortable with it. So the days of easy money and easy profits for banks are over. Does that mean I'm going to change my opinion on J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, and Wells Fargo? A little bit. Yeah. Now, again, this is so early in the process, and it's, the money is so cheap still. But the hike in the discount rate did not come out of the blue. They telegraphed it. They told us it was going to happen in January in, the, in their minutes. It was a little bit sooner than anyone thought. So I think this is a trend that the dollar gets stronger for the rest of the year. Now, again, that's not set in stone. And if you think it's set in stone, you're an idiot. So Asia, though, and Australia, they've already been raising interest rates. Australia became the first major economy to start raising the cost of borrowing a few months ago. China did the same thing. So trying to fight off inflation, try to, you know, stop another problem from, from bubbling from low cost of money. And, you know, low cost of money certainly kill, uh, hurt the bubble or created some of the bubble in the mortgage market. There's no doubt about it. If interest rates were at 10%, 8%, 7%, people wouldn't have been borrowing as much money as they were when they're at 5%, 6%. And then we did these exotic adjustable rate mortgages where people were only borrowing at 1% to 2%. But it adjusted three, four, five years later. Anyway, long story short, Asia, by raising interest rates, tells us their economy is healthy. The United States, by starting this process, tells us that the worst is behind us. There's news in, inside of interest rates. I know it's incredibly boring and inane. Trust me, I know that. But this is a big story, and I have to tell it to you. Go to Matt in Calistoga. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Matt? Hey, what's up, Rob? Eh, not too much. How you doing? Hey, pretty good. Hey, before I start, i got to say I love the podcast. Really? They are awesome. Yes, because um, I can't listen to the radio every day, you know, in the, in the late morning. So, you know, download the podcast, listen to it at night. Commercial free. It's phenomenal. And that's all thanks to Heidi Hartley. Um, you can find the podcast at talk910.com, talk910.com, or Apple iTunes on a Rob Black in your There you money. go. There you go. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, Obama throwing this money at um, the uh, you know upside-down homeowners is mostly garbage because not only is he just throwing money at bad decisions, but it's our money. And, you know, it's... It's, I'm missing out because I made a good decision and I did my homework and I got into something that I can afford and even afford to lose on, you know, uh, uh, you know, like a, a realistic amount of loss. And uh, and now, you know, I, I did the right thing. And then people who didn't do the right thing are, are getting are getting money from Obama that, you know, I'm helping pay for. And I don't agree with it. I'm with you. So, yeah. so you, um, you think the federal government should let people win, but also let people lose on their own? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, you know, they're just teaching people to that it's okay to lose, you know? Yep, I'm with you. So, and then, you know, as far as the, uh, raising the, uh, the rates 39%, you know, as long as I can shop, they can go ahead and do whatever they want, you know? Okay. Uh, as far as yeah. insurance companies, um, WellPoint, uh, Blue Cross Anthem said that they're going to raise rates 40%, and you feel comfortable as long as you can go to another competitor. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll just speak with, with my uh, decision on my insurance policy, you know. Yeah. So the downside on it is is that that's a lot. I mean, that's a big jump. Like, it's not yeah. – it's tough to predict that. And for in, I'm very flexible with my lifestyle and my, my cash flow, so I'm good. But I can understand some families on budgets. They're going to have to, you know, cut health care, and that, that sucks. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's got to be – I mean, something that worries me is that I know you can't shop for other insurance companies out of the state, right? You have to go with a 
California insurance company. That's why there are only a few options. Right. So, so that's kind of scary because, you know, regulation or whatever it is is limiting competition. And so that is really going to screw some families that, that you know, only have a few options. For but, small, you know, a few options is better than one, I guess. For small businesses, it's brutal. What's going on in Calistoga, Matt? You're, you're north of Santa Rosa. What's, what's the business up there? Wine? Uh, I, am, I am east of Santa Rosa, and uh, it's, uh, you know, it's relatively slow, but it's the off-season as far as tourism is concerned. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, the Valley is definitely starting to pick up. Last weekend, uh, or President's Day weekend, was a very busy weekend. Um, and, you know, we're expecting a, a solid summer. Are you uh, in the, the service industry, or are you, like, uh, somehow tied uh, towards yeah. tourists? I, I, work, I work for a winery. Okay. So you can call that uh, service, hospitality, manufacturing, agriculture, you know, any one of those angles. Matt, I know nothing about wines. I know uh-huh. nothing about wines. Is there anything okay. you can teach me quickly? Uh, wines are phenomenal, and all that uh, bullcrap you hear, um, you know, wine experts spewing about, terroir and and all that it's actually all true to the to the trained palate if you will uh just uh, uh individual wines are incredible expressions of their uh microclimates and their localities and, and it's really a great little hobby to get into and in this economy there's no better time to get into it can i can i get a good bottle of wine for 10 bucks or do you have to spend 30 to 40 uh, you can get you can get value in a bottle of wine at 10 bucks absolutely but you know, it's going to be very difficult for you to find a $10 bottle of wine that compares in complexity to a, you know, $30, $40 bottle of wine. With that said, uh, what's your favorite bottle right now? Um, I'm really into uh, Syrah right now from actually a, a little tiny winery uh, called Tudal Winery. Um, they do, it's like, a, it's like a 90 case production or something like that. Um, but it's like you got to, you know, knife and fork to cut through the thing. It's nice and chocolatey, nice for food. Nice. That sounds that yeah. sounds fun and sexy. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thank you, Rob. So absolutely. Um, the moral dilemma questions, he answered both of them on my side, um, which maybe I shouldn't have given my opinions because then people are scared off to have counter opinions, but that's not necessarily relative. Uh, again, I don't think we should be bailing out homeowners. I, to me, that just feels wrong. Um, I don't know, because keep in mind that when you bail out a homeowner, they sign a mortgage and someone gave them that money knowing that there was a mathematical formula of how many winners there was going to be and how many losers there is going to be. Someone gave them that. So it's tough to modify, modify that because you're going back to the investor and saying, you know, yeah, yeah, here's what we think. You loan them 400000 but we're going to cut that to 350000 Sorry. So, so sorry. Um, it's tough. And sometimes those investments get packaged and repackaged and sold and resold numerous times quickly. So it's problematic. There's a big story out of Toulouse, France, speaking of wine. Worse than a faux pas, the embarrassing slip of the tongue, was a case of faux pinot involving French wine traders and local vintners that duped Modesto winemaking empire Ernest and Julio Gallo. Now, the faked red wine produced more than a blush. A court in the medieval town of Carcosseron in southwest France has convicted a dozen people in the scheme in which the wine was exported to the United States and it was passed off as an expensive pinot. I would have had no clue. Because I just don't have that sexy of a palate on my tongue. Now, some of these people are getting hit with $60,000 fines. And there's a kingpin. And, you know, overall, people are, you know, some businesses are being fined. Wines are irreproachable. You know, the the right to repeal. 
the question is, you know, what's good wine, what's bad wine? Ernest and Julio thought they were buying something super premium, but it was super low quality. It's interesting because, again, it's one of those uh, services that, that the value is in what you're willing to pay. It's like your home. You think your home's worth a million dollars. Your home's only worth what someone's willing to pay for it. And that's why mortgage rates are so importantly, so important. Anyway, 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. No work till Monday. for me i'll take that having to drive into work today flipping the sports channel jim rome tiger woods flipping to knbr tiger woods flipping to ron owens tiger woods tiger woods tiger woods what he does with his penis i don't care so that's just my opinion 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air it's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air okay um Let's talk about the two moral questions that I'm throwing out there is should Barack Obama throw another $1.5 billion into bailing out homeowners in some of the hardest hit states, Arizona, Nevada, California. Now, I, I hate that. But again, I like capitalism. I like the American way. I like the American dream story where anything could be yours. But then again, you can also fail. I kind of like that risk. I chose many years ago not to work in corporate America. I walked out of it. I walked out of the machinery. I didn't want it. I didn't like it. I hated it. So, and I followed my American dream, and it worked out pretty well for me. So, I got to say, it worked out pretty well for me. I'm pretty pleased with the way things have played out. Um, so, I don't really like bailouts. I understand when a hurricane hits your city. I understand that. Then again, if you lived in New Orleans and you're below the uh, you know, you're in a flood zone, you're in a flood zone and you have to sometimes take like if you're in Texas, you're in tornado alley. I'm sorry, but that is going to happen at some point in time. But I understand bailouts in those situations. I do. I, I do have a heart. I don't understand bailouts in, in a decision where people could have hit a home run. If their houses went up, there's no bailout. But then there would have been a future bailout because someone would have bought a crap product from someone who had a crap product go up. If you get my idea, 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Doug in San Francisco. Doug? Hey, Rob. How you doing this morning? Good. Love your show. Doug, do you hate it when people call you Dougie? Uh, not really. Okay. I don't get it very often. I used to get it from teammates and that kind of thing. Ooh, what, what team, what sport did you play? Oh, I played just high school football and baseball. I played about 37, semi-pro, that kind of thing. That's kind of fun. And it was just kind of cheering you on. Term of endearment. I even call my best one of my best friends. Actually, my best friend's name is Doug, and I call him Dougie sometimes. Okay. So I get, and, Bob, I get Bob from dentists. I hate being called Bob. Bob, yeah. <laughs> I like Mr. Black. You like that? Okay. Okay, now I'll call you Mr. Black. Teasing. Hey, um... I wanted to chime in. I, I don't think that these uh, people that got these ridiculous loans without knowing what the heck they were supposed to be doing should be bailed out. I mean, I'd be great if that could happen in the economy and it would actually do something to improve this economy. And I'm pretty ignorant in economics. But 
you know, I don't like to see my stock portfolio, you know, my nest egg get affected by this. Okay. So that's one thing. And my big concern, because I got a pretty pretty good nest egg, my wife and I, you know, in our mid-50s. Let me, uh, let me be the judge of it. How big's your nest egg? Uh, it's about $1.7 million. Okay. And we got a house. It's a condo in San Francisco, but it's on the beach. That's and pretty sweet. It's... I think we bought it for two. We bought it for two sixty-five, and then of course when the big run-up happened, I think some some people were selling them for seven hundred. Nice. So yeah, and that's paid off. <clears throat> the thing is, my wife has Crohn's disease. Uh oh. You know what that is? Now give me a little more detail. Okay, it's an incurable inflammatory. It's the most. It's mo- It's the most uh, uh, dangerous. Uh, bowel disease that you can have other than cancer. It's incurable. It's a horrible pre-existing condition. And essentially what it does, and you see some of these hockey players and football players that have it come on TV to raise money and all that, is it makes you have to go to the bathroom many, many, many times a day. And sometimes it involves uh, removal of parts of the colon, that kind of thing. So, yeah, you know, it's it's a very serious pre-existing condition. So my question is, it's about this health insurance thing, because that could wipe us out. I mean, it really could. If we retired and uh, we had either we would pay out the nose, and I guess we would be forced to do that, or... Or in your your wife's case, out the anus. What's that? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Crohn's disease, it affects everything from the mouth to the anus. I'm sorry, it's a bad joke, but you... That's okay. Adds a little bit of levity. I've been listening to you for a long time. I know what kind of humor you have, and that's pretty similar to mine. But the the hope I would have, and I heard a little bit about this when the Democrats and the Republicans were arguing back and forth about health care reform, and it seemed to me the Republicans wanted to address this issue of uh, competition from out-of-state insurers. So my question is, do you know why they, they don't allow that? Yeah, it it turns into, for instance, California has a lot of protective measures for individuals. Um, And our California insurance um, uh, regulations or regulators, um, they they, they pass some of the measures, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that Indiana doesn't, that Iowa doesn't. Mm -hmm. So there would be some companies wouldn't be able to do business here because California's got – more human rights is like the the easiest way of saying it. It's it's not business-friendly per se. I see. I see. So you don't see any. You don't see that changing anytime soon, or anytime later, or ever. I'm not smart enough to answer that. Yeah. I can okay. say that I. I do hope Congress at some point in time figures out a couple of the issues in healthcare and fixes them. Yeah. Um, I think pre-existing conditions need to be fixed. I've got a friend who just had a son not too long ago, and it, the the part of his penis where the hole is, it's it's yeah. a little bit off. It's just uh-huh. a little skosh off, and that kid will never get health insurance. Because he had a birth defect. Your kid, oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah. See, like that's just that to me. That just that's a birth defect I can live with. I can understand if he was born with a baboon heart. Like, yep. Yeah, that's I can't insure that because that's going to be expensive. An insurance company shouldn't be off told you're going to fix this forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Um, right. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 kind of a damnation game. So I, I don't know if I have a right answer for you. I would like to see Congress tackle health care. Yeah. Uh, I got I got turned down. I forget who the in, insurer was personally. Um, for having had a foot, a foot operation by a, a foot doctor, you know, just a 
took out a little bone, shaved it. They listed that as one of the one of the, the conditions for my being turned down. I can't remember which one it was, unfortunately. And also, I have high blood pressure. I can understand that, I suppose. Although I take medication, so I really don't have it. But which I think this brings up the question now of you need to be very careful what surgery you have done in yeah. your life because. I've got a, a mild form of sleep apnea, and I had my um, uvula taken out. Yep. A little punching bag in the back of my throat. Yep. And because of that, people who tend to have heart attacks um, have sleeping issues. I know. So, right. So I, I raised my health care costs forevermore when I did that. Even so, though you did something that was that would help the condition. Yep. So You don't have to wear one of those things on your face and all that at night. No, and I, I wouldn't. I'd rather die than wear that thing on my face. Yeah, I've, I've seen guys that I've had friends that have to wear that. So, I, want, I want to be sexy in bed. I don't want to, I don't want to have a <laughs> yeah. gas mask well, on. You know, you never, some, you know, some women might find that sexy. You might, <laughs> you might have to add a little something to the costume. But, uh. <laughs> Listen to you. So, <laughs> okay. You're a twisted man. Thanks for the call. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's... 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Um, a couple uh, comments came in on the live blog, and they're tied towards this, this issue of helping homeowners. And Tim in Sonoma says, in response to the question of helping homeowners, I came back to the Bay Area in 2007. At the time, the median price of the home in the Bay Area was 600000 For a decent upper-middle-class home, it was 800000 $900,000. I make one hundred fifty a year, and I couldn't afford it. I couldn't responsibly afford it, so I didn't do it. So why should we bail out people that, that did do it? If you make one hundred fifty thousand, and that's a pretty damn good salary, you could only afford a home of about four hundred fifty thousand, as far as funding it and not getting it over your head. So just to throw that out there, I mean that's and there's nothing in the Bay Area that's four hundred fifty thousand that you want to live in that planes don't land on. And uh, Amy says, uh, I did buy a home. I did buy within my means and was responsible. Now my home has lost 40% of its value. However, I do agree with you. I don't think that taxpayers should be bailing people out. Up until this point, the only people that have been bailed out are the irresponsible people anyway. It seems so backwards. So, good. I think people are, are, are kind of jiving with where I'm going with this. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. If you want to argue about health insurance, if you want to argue about bailouts, if it's a good idea, if it's a bad idea... Um, talk910.com talk910.com there's a live blog there or you can email me rob at robblack.com rob at robblack.com or you can call 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air this is kind of my my potpourri part of the show I throw in a little bit of everything. It's a long, long segment. It's 22 plus minutes with only a, a minute break for news in there. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. And usually this is probably where I get to be a little bit more honest because it's such a long break that you kind of go a little bit of crazy during it. So of which, for the record, Shutter Island, I want to see that. Uh, it's getting great reviews. Anything, anything basically Leonardo DiCaprio is in, I'll go see. Anything that Scorsese and DiCaprio do, I'll go see. In large part, they seem to be worth the investment, right? They seem to only put their names on projects that are top-notch. Nothing worse than seeing something that just stinks. Nothing worse. Okay, let's talk about um, some of the stories that are out there. First and foremost, some of the headlines that I saw today kind of anger me a little bit. And, and teach me something. For instance, there's Toyota's chief has changed his course and said he will appear before Congress next week. Meanwhile, a House panel subpoenaed internal Toyota documents. You know what that's all about? You know, Toyota's chief Japanese man 
he's come out and he's bowed and he's bowed a little bit lower. The, the more you lower your bow, the more ashamed and humble you are. This is all about getting him in front of Congress so they can get some quotes so they can try to get reelected. This has nothing to do with you, the American people. It's all about reelection to me. I know you're saying, are you that jaded? <laughs> yes, I am. I am that jaded. I don't think he needs to be there. I don't think he knows thing one about what's inside of, of many of his cars. I think the engineer should be held accountable or the president of the Americas. Why is this a, more of an American issue than, than you know, other foreign market issues? Um, I think someone else should be held accountable before him. But again, our Congress wants the quotes. Uh, if we can basically humiliate a Japanese executive and, and put it in a commercial, we can get reelected. Next story that just jumped out at me. Teacher seniority rules are challenged. A lot of government officials and parents want to change in the last in first out system where basically new teachers get fired first. Other teachers who have seniority, they get their layoffs late. Now, again, from a financial standpoint, who makes less money? New teachers. So if you're a government official and you want to fire, if you want to you know, save a million dollars or $2 million or cut a million dollars or $2 million, you would ideally want to go after the administrators and the, the senior teachers. Now, listen to this. Back in 1996, um, teachers for their out of work teachers. We had less than 5,000 claims for teachers hitting unemployment back in 1996. And that number slowly risen to 59,950 initial claims for unemployment by elementary and public school teachers. Now, again, that doesn't sound like a lot, but an increase from 2,000 to 59,000, that's exponential. And it's telling you something wacky and bad happening here. If we are, as a country, are going to thrive as a nation we need teachers and i love teachers i mean i've got a soft spot for teachers firefighters police soldiers um i do i'll be honest with you we need these teachers but teacher seniority rules challenge now the reason i bring this story up i think this is pretty obvious right sometimes you think you're promised something and you're not government wants to change this and i i i don't know if it's fair or not i'm not here to pass judgment on it i'm just here to say Hopefully these teachers took into account that things change because they were promised one thing and they're being dealt another. Just throwing it out there. Next story out there today that just intrigued the hell out of me. Well, four ice dancers at the Olympics are brothers and sisters. And if you know anything about ice dancing, they usually end up like basically in a kiss. It's kind of yucky to think about. It's kind of like, ew. And for the record, USA, 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 2-0 in hockey. Big day of hockey on Sunday. Big day of hockey on Sunday. Um, Russia versus the Czechs in the United States against Canada. Holy mackerel. You know where I'm going to be. My butt's going to be in front of the TV, on the couch, with corn chips. And probably a little beverage or two. Okay, next story that jumps out at me. Gene test for tumors offers hope for aiding treatment. In a fresh advance for the burgeoning field of personalized medicine, researchers have developed a blood test based on the DNA of tumors that could help tailor treatment for individual patients by monitoring the status of their cancer after an initial course of therapy. So basically, we could find out what therapy is working, what therapy is not working. We could find out when it's basically a fingerprint of do you still have cancer in your body and at what levels. It's a blood test. It's not crazy. It's, it's not science fiction. Now, that, this story to me, what you say, Rob, where's the investment angle? Health insurance companies? Life insurance companies? Um... I'm going to be living longer. One of the things that could probably take me down is cancer. There's no doubt about it. I didn't grow up in a, in a world of, of 
bovine-free, MSG-free, hormone-free milk. I didn't. I grew up in a world where, like, pump that cow with hormones. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, our parents weren't that smart, were they? And for the record, here's a question for you. If you're a parent and you're kind of like ghetto, you know, you're but you're a big strapping dude and you married a big strapping woman. I'm almost thinking hormones might be the right way to go. Hormone milk. Like I'm almost thinking I should come up with double the hormone milk because then you can breed these super athletes that don't have to take. um, Well, no, no, it's probably just totally irresponsible of me saying that we should pump our kids uh, with growth hormone. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll strike that. That's probably not my best business idea of the day. Probably not my best business idea of the day. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the name. Let's go to Walter and Monta Serino. Hey, Rob. How you doing? I'm okay. Hey, i I kind of been listening to the Toyota thing, and I just had a little aspect to it. I mean, I, I look at my kids now that are 19 and 17 and have used Toyotas and how great they've been. And I have to agree with you. It's something but a grandstand. But I think the problem is... Uh, the reason you don't hear too much about it from Japan is they probably accept that kamikaze switch in there, and it's just part of the culture. So I know it's a little black humor, but I had to share that. Um, with you. Well, <laughs> what I really called about is I've got a friend, and I've watched him over the past five or six years in domain name, and they do these packages, and uh, we're very close friends. <clears throat> so he's asked me to get in on it, and he said, um, you know, it takes – a sizable chunk of money. I mean, you're talking a half million dollars to a million dollars. They like to keep four or five partners. Um, I've gone over the portfolio, and I think I understand it. Um, and, and, you know, that's the operative word, I suppose, is think. But they, they buy these packages. They, they rebundle them. They use them for a while. Then they turn around and resell them. And can I be wrong, but I think what's happening, they're, they're, they're doing a metaphor on these names, and they're trying to get it where maybe it's got – uh, Rob Black Inc., and now it's maybe RB Black and, and things like that, and hopefully they get hits and they get paid for it. I think after they use that up for a while, then they try to repackage and sell it. Am I looking at this? Do you, do you think that's how that works? I don't know. I am, I'm not familiar with the buying domain names business model and trying to play off like a typo. Um, you know, a lot of people bought Google.com with one O or a lot of people accidentally go to Google.com with one O and there's this website there that is inappropriate for representing Google. Um, is that basically what they're trying to do? They're trying to get players. No, I, I think it's a two, I, I think it's a, like a two or three step process. I think what they do is they, they'll, they'll buy a bundle, like an example the other day, there was a $7 million bundle that came up and they bought it. They had to get some capital and they said it's, it's really worth $30, $40 million. They, they, they had that for about nine months. Uh, they made a little bit over that $7 million, I think eight or $9 million and they resold the bundle for $22 million. Um, so what they do is they, they'll take, and there's some very good names on there, that what happens, they're able to steer um, names a certain way. And there's about 600 to 800 of these guys nationwide. They just had a big party at the Playboy Club, and uh, I was down there. It was great. And uh, I, I was I, – I, it, it seems to be a very close society, and I've seen my friend go from Fremont – to Atherton, <laughs> and and not a lot of bills. In other words, you know, writing checks, this and that. And I said, you know, 
tell me this isn't Scarface. That's all I want to know. Uh, and 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 really very low key about it. Nothing yeah. uh, nothing great. But I think that's how they're doing it. Yeah, it, you're you're more on top of it than me, Walter. Um, so I would talk uh, to your friend. I would look at it as very alternative. I would look at it as if you can't afford to play, don't. Um, so I would look. Go ahead. I think you're right. So and again, you know, sometimes you know some of our neighbors do pass us by and they they get these business opportunities. But you got to know the downside is is that a lot of the great domain names have been taken. Um, I sat there for a couple hours about a month ago trying to find .dot tv um, names because I think the next big thing in the internet will be more video. And there's a country that ends with .dot tv, and I think a lot of people are going to be trying to scarf those up. And I couldn't find ones that I wanted for me and my media work at dot TV, it was, it was a challenge. So I'm not yeah. sure if you're getting late to that party, but I would look at it as very alternative where if they buy the wrong package, you might lose everything. So I would make sure you've got a good nest egg. I would make sure you got a good 401k. I would make sure that you can pay your bills. And if, yeah. if, if this is fringe money for you, there's nothing wrong with fringe money. Yeah. So. Well, I appreciate the advice. And I, that's, that's pretty much how I'm looking at fringe money. Yeah. You still though, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't like to lose fringe money. <laughs> I went I went gambling a couple weeks ago and I made big but my friend borrowed money for me from me so I I broke even but it was fringe money to me. So it it's, it sucks but it is what it is. Thanks for the call Walter. Yeah. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's get to Abel in Oakland. My friend borrowed money for me from me so I broke even but it was fringe money. First rule in radio Abel is don't listen to the radio. Hello. Hey, Rod. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. Um, the 20-year-old, I wanted to ask you how how and where to start investing. I work with my parents in their small business and have a little amount of income coming in. And I wanted to know what's the I hear mutual funds, and I kind of got involved in Primerica uh, recently, and, you know, I hear so many different things. What's your advice? First and foremost, you got to turn off your radio. Otherwise, you get thrown in the Darwinian wood chipper. All right. Okay. Let me throw this out there, Abel, and I can do this without you on the line, and I could probably do it with a little better phone connection or a little bit better clarity for others. He's 20 years old, and he wants to know how to get into the stock market or how to do that. And he said he started with Primerica. Get out of there. The World Financial Groups, the Primerica, the selling financial products to your friends, it's crap. I've never known it work out well for anyone. It's crap, 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 crap. Uh, for some reason, when you're 20, you end up at these pyramid schemes or you end up at these let's sell product to our friends schemes kind of pitches. I mean, I ended up at one and I instantly saw it for what it was worth. And I was like, I'm out of here. So when you're 20, what you really need to do is and you need to plan ahead. First and foremost, you need to say, I want one million dollars by the time I'm 60. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.